New York City's ubiquitous skyscrapers, flashing lights, and honking horns were once home to an untouched natural landscape. The only humans amongst its lush green forests, meadows, and freshwater streams were the island's indigenous tribes. This wilderness then became the settling grounds for Dutch colonists, marking the beginning of New Amsterdam, the concrete jungle we know today. But even after centuries of urbanization, some nature still persists. In a land where high-rises replaced forests and pavement overlay sprawling fields, you will find traces of nature's resilience. We're not talking about hidden, pristine forests, but rather a different type of landscape, where forgotten pieces of society have been embraced by the forces of Mother Nature. On the way to Dead Horse Bay right now, all of us took two or more subways to get here. But we are getting off at an unlikely destination. On the southeast shore of Brooklyn is an inlet called Dead Horse Bay, just a 15-minute stroll from the very end of Flatbush Avenue. Although the bay and the flatlands surrounding it are now managed by National Park Services, anyone can go out and visit its bizarre landscape. So we're here on uh, Dead Horse Bay and um, we are seeing a lot of trash, ranging from bottles, glass, you know, glass mason jars and old Coke bottles of sorts, just sort of like broken pieces of multicolored glass. Leo just found a bone. We assume that it's a horse bone, um, considering the history of the bay. The beach earned its spooky name in the 1850s as home to a number of processing plants that manufactured glue, soap, and fertilizer out of horse carcasses and other dead animals from New York City streets. Okay, yes, this does sound foul, but it was an impressive recycling mentality for its time. The bay's putrid stench became too unbearable for the island's inhabitants. As the car industry grew and horse-drawn carriages became less popular, the factory shut down and the local population fled. Like so many abandoned places on the outskirts of New York, Dead Horse Bay was eventually transformed into the city's landfill. The trash heap was capped in the 1930s, only to explode 20 years later. As a result, thousands of glass bottles and other trash littered the bay and continue to wash up on the shore today. Wow, that, careful with that. That's incredible, actually. Look at that. That is an electric coil from, that looks like the 1920s, 30s, maybe. Oh my god, Very old copper. Yeah, so that's copper wiring wrapped around metal. An electromagnet. That's how you generate, you can generate electricity like that. In fact, that's probably still worth money because copper wiring yeah, is... It's, it's rusted. It's rusted. You might be able to clean it off and sell it. After decades of weathering, much of this trash is taken home by collectors, looking for the kinds of treasures you just can't find anywhere else. This small beach has become a mecca for the collection of so-called vintage trash. So I have a um, bag with me because I'm shopping for some vintage trash. Cool. What is that? Eyedropper. How old do you think that is? Mm. That one looks pretty old. Yeah, it has to be, it's at least 50 years old. Some of the scavengers we met came looking for remnants of the past. We also ran into Michelle Lewin and Josh Klossman looking for decorations for their apartment. I have about 400 things in my bag right now. 
Um, lots of bottles and tile. For them, authenticity is key. I mean, I think being able to scavenge and like being able to find things that are beautiful is like part of a sustainable world, right? Like feeling connected to old things and feeling connected to people you're here with, like is part of is part of what building sustainability means. Um, so fuck anthropology. I don't know. I mean, but also like. I get it, like, it's the, anthropology sucks, right, because it's commodifying something that's really old and beautiful, but also... Making a fortune doing it, too. Yeah, making a fortune doing it, too. But also, they're getting something, right? They're figuring something out. They're, like, understood that that's something that we all think is beautiful, or not we all, but a lot of people think is beautiful, so... Therein lies the big question. What is it that attracts people to Dead Horse Bay? What drives us here to collect trash that could have belonged to our ancestors? Whatever the reason may be, for Tamika Jackson and Victoria Friday, it's worth the long trip. Well, we're from all the way out towards the Hamptons. Oh, okay. Yeah. Long Island. In Long Island. Yes, yeah, so this is a, a great adventure for us, you know, to see all of this. Yeah, we got some Clorox bottles that we found oh, here. Man, that's that's cool. very old. I haven't seen these type of Clorox bottles in a long time, ever. This is a great find right here, you know. It's, it's, it's more meaningful. It's not even about the money. You know, just the whole concept of uh, how long it's been here, where it came from, you know, and all that stuff. So it's more about, it's, it's, it's bigger than the money. So what used to be a site of death and debris has become something more meaningful. Bigger than the money or its history is a magical intersection between nature and waste, the present and what we imagine as long ago. There is some life on Dead Horse Bay. Oh, my What's dead? dead life. Dead There's life. Some dead life. Dead organic life. What does what that look that like thing? to you? It's a crab. No, it's not a crab. It's a type of crab. That is weird. Crabs don't have tails. But it's a type of crab. Among the shore's abundance of vintage goods lives a species more ancient and unfamiliar than our waste. It's a uh, trilobite. Trilobite. Well, not exactly. It's the horseshoe crab a close relative of one of the earliest known marine creatures, the trilobite. The origin of the horseshoe crab dates back 450 million years ago. So unlike its extinct cousin, the creatures are considered living fossils. So vintage crabs are found here as well as vintage trash. The beach and its junk may be the forgotten fossils of our city, but the crabs are a primordial relic of our universe reminding us that life predates us all, our consumerism, our waste. It's hard to envision life before us, but maybe that's where the romance lies. The mystery of the unfamiliar absorbs us, like we've come one step closer to the truth. With WNSR, this is Paley Martin, and you're listening to Unexpected New York. This week, the show is produced by L. Jamal, Gideon, Leo, Chris, and Haya.